The Fedora Chronicles radio show number 24 is brought to you by Penman Hats. Handcrafted fedoras made to suit your personal tastes right here in the United States. PenmanHats.com We are also supported by Zazzle. Get your FC and electric speakeasy themed products at Zazzle.com slash Fedora Chronicles. This time on the Fedora Chronicles radio show, Doug Palumbo and I talk about the New York Times the underground media, the changing face of technology, and whether or not Grandma will be getting an iPad for herself. Hey, woman, with hands on the wheel. My dad and Doug are recording the radio show. I don't want to die. Pay attention to your driving, woman. I am just going to throw this out here. This just came across my desk a minute ago. As a matter of fact, I have the paper right here. Uh, right here in my hot little hands. Let me hear it. I, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be able to pronounce this guy's name. Arthur Solensberger. Okay. Or Solens... Yes, yeah, I think it is Solensberger. Um, we will stop printing the New York Times sometime in the near future, and this was posted on a web page September 9th. Um, that would be yesterday, and this is big, huge breaking news, or it was last week, if you folks are listening to this, on the 18th of September when I'm planning on broadcasting this show. I was really taken aback by this. I was just really surprised to see that they're actually admitting that they are no longer going to be providing hard copies of the New York Times sometime in the very near future. And for me... I'm sorry, what is his relationship with the paper? Let me see here. He is the publisher of the New York Times. That's what he is. That's his job. they actually admitted it. They actually admitted it. Hold on one second. Did they give a date or any sort of a time frame? No, as a matter of fact, he said that it was going to be uh, sometime in the future. Uh, Let me just read this article for you real fast. From the Huffington Post... The publisher of the New York Times acknowledged Wednesday that the newspaper will be going out of print eventually. We will stop printing the New York Times sometime in the future. Date to be announced, said the publisher, author Sullensberger, who told an audience at a London media summit Wednesday. His statement came in response to a prediction that newspapers would go out of print by 2015. This sounds obvious, but it's a real deal. Let me just read this last paragraph here. This sounds obvious, but it's a big deal. Business Insider founder Harry Bludgett wrote, The economics of the online news business will not support the infrastructure or newsroom that the printed paper supports unless the New York Times company can come up with a miracle new digital revenue stream. Therefore, it will eventually have to be restructured and downsized or sold to a deep-pocketed Sidney Harmon type who runs at a loss of love. That is obviously the um, reference to the gentleman who had just bought the Newsweek magazine a couple of weeks ago. I'm actually really sort of shocked by this, although it's the writing has been on the wall for the longest time. Absolutely, and I think that the, the person who, who wrote that's right, it's obvious, it's going to happen. Um, there's nothing we can do to stop it um, with iPhones and iPads and other smartphones and uh, Kindles and um, every other electronic uh, means we can uh, get our news and our information uh, off our TVs. And I'm not talking network news. I'm talking you can surf the web on your TV and get your news, and you can even do it on the Wii. 
and get your news if you want to. Uh, the Nintendo Wii. So, print paper is, I mean, I, I like it for the nostalgia, but really there's, um, there's no future in paper. And, um, I'd much rather be able to pick up my iPhone or, uh, other device and be able to read it whenever I want and not have to have a folded paper, you know, under my arm or in my briefcase or get the ink all over my fingers. You know, I can just have it at the touch to my hands and click on links to other stories and it's so much more inter- interactive to have it electronically but so that's a no-brainer for it to go electronic but for them to actually come out and say it and be the publisher of the paper to say it i'm a little surprised by that i am too i was astounded um since i started the fedora chronicles as a matter of fact even before i started the fedora chronicles when i went to work on the uh the indie experience I read every bit of news online, and I stopped buying newspapers back in, I, th- I think, um, 2002, maybe? Um, I will buy one just for the sake of having one like a collector's item, and I, I have a small pile in my basement where I keep the newspapers. Other than that, I, I really have no reason to buy a newspaper. Oh, wait a minute, I bought a bird. I have a bird and I need to put something underneath its cage, his cage or her cage, whatever gender the bird is, I don't even know, you put something underneath a bird's cage, that's the only reason why I buy a newspaper now. And I don't even bother to read it. Yeah, that's... There really is no other reason. Because the thing is, is that it's like um, when, when you hear that the publisher of perhaps one of the biggest newspapers... In the world, not just this country, but the entire world is ready to say, we are going to stop printing on paper stock and we're going pure digital. That's a very transcendent moment. I agree. And I don't, but I don't think it, 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 I think it will, but I don't think it should affect, um, the newsroom, um, as we, you know, may, uh, remember it or fantasize about it in the old fashioned way, um, because you're still going to need good reporters and solid journalism to, report regardless of the uh, media to which it gets out to you um, if not anything you'll you'll need it more so online because people are going to want that that uh, sense of uh, trust and uh, being uh, online and rather anonymous um, to some degree uh, it's going to be harder to you know gain that 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 trust um, that was a plus side, I think, with print media, magazines, and, and, and newspapers. It, it seemed more real when you could hold it in your hand and seemed more, uh, oh, it's in the paper. And so it must be true. We know that's not the case, but that's the way it seems. And uh, that's one thing that they're going to have to work on, especially for some of the uh, older Americans that are used to the paper. They're going to need that uh, level of trust in their electronic medium. But... Um, I certainly hope that it doesn't change journalism. I mean, I think journalism itself has gone through a bit of a uh, revolution or change lately. Uh, I don't know if journalism is as honest or um, pure as it once was, but uh, we're going to need to get that back if news uh, of any sort of corporate kind is going to survive electronically. From my personal experience and talking to other people who used to be in journalism, and I was a journalism student uh, back in the early 90s, 
the sense of trust has been just absolutely totally evaporated. You look at the whole um, Dan Rather fiasco uh, back in the 2004 election where it's like it turns out somebody actually fabricated evidence about George Bush and Dan Rather went with it knowing that it was probably knowingly that it was fabricated and he just so badly wanted it to be true and a blogger of all people and by the way just as a quick aside I hate the word blogger I hate the word blog it just seems to me it's a very derogatory demeaning way of of saying amateur journalist Um, yeah it it, it does have that uh, that that sound to it like uh, they're Oh, isn't it cute? He's blogging over there. Kind of like, oh, look at little Timmy, you know, playing with his tinker toys in the corner. Isn't that cute? Yeah, I mean, a blog is something that that I usually hack up when I have a really bad cold or a sinus infection. But if it wasn't for a blogger, we really would not have known that Dan Rather was lying. And a lot of the um, elite media, even Fox News, CNN, um, MSNBC, all of them have been caught at least once in fabrications because a blogger did their homework for them. And if not outright lies, just plain mistakes. I think that um, the entire blogger phenomenon has really caught the world by storm. And uh, if anything, by now, I I think that real, not real journalists, I think that professional journalists need to be a little extra careful and actually use the same tools you and I use every day. Yeah, it's kind of funny how we were just talking about the word blogging and, you know, it, it has a kind of a negative sound to it when it's said on the news, like they're real journalists and bloggers aren't. But it seems to be, especially within the last few years, that uh, bloggers and uh, independent journalists, so to speak, have had more of an impact and more of a... Um, uh, importance in our lives over the mainstream media like Dan Rather or um, Katie Couric or uh, even Walter Cronkite, one of the oldest trusted names, who he himself admitted to uh, lying knowingly about the Vietnam War. And, uh, it, you know, who can you trust? If you can't trust Dan Rather and Walter Cronkite, who can you trust? Well, you can trust Doug Palumbo and Eric Fisk. <laughs> www.thefedorachronicles.com Exactly, exactly. Um, I think that if anybody who should be depressed about this is uh, is Matt Drudge, because you, um, you hear about the New York Times going to be changing their format, going strictly digital, and if anything, Matt Drudge was the guy who um, started online journalism and, and really brought it to the mainstream. Um, thank you, Bill and Monica. And I think yeah, that a really lot of happy. huh? No, so you're right. I don't know if he actually started it, but he certainly was, um, you know, the uh, driving force to really bring it to the mainstream attention and to get those uh, old dog journalists uh, kind of worried that somebody is watching their back and watching and recording everything they say. Yeah, I mean, you got this crazy guy who wears the fedora in New Hampshire who monitors the news like a hawk and uh, um, puts things on his forum that would just be interesting just to talk about. And then all these other people just descend on this one news story and, and talk that news item to death. Um, obviously, I'm talking about myself. Online journalism and online media 
has changed every aspect of my life and has even given me a, a career. And I look at what's going on with uh, with the New York Times, and I'm saying to myself, we could replace them. We've already got a head start to some extent because we are already 100% online digital. And I think a lot of other media companies are, are looking to to say, hey, listen, let's jump on the bandwagon, let's do this, and 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 it's going now. I think now it's going to be a race to see who is going to get rid of paper printing first. Who is going to beat uh, the New York Times to the punch? And I think the uh, environmentalists are going to be salivating this. So obviously, Doug, for me, the next question is, uh, how much farther does the technology have to go before it is completely, totally mainstream? And another way of asking that question is. How soon do you think it's going to be before my in-laws have to buy a tablet such as the Apple iTouch or the iPad? I, I don't think it'll happen. Um, I mean, granted, they could buy one now or with uh, my mother-in-law. She's in her uh, early to mid-80s, and I don't ever foresee her buying one. And it's not because people uh, like my mother-in-law or your in-laws or any other older American from the golden era of uh, our past, um, it's not like they don't want to or that they, they can't. It's that they don't want to. And uh, it's just like a nuisance, like a mosquito buzzing around their ear. They don't want to be bothered with all this newfangled technology. They get their news from the TV. Um, if they get a paper, for now, fine. And if the paper goes away and they're still here, they'll get it from the TV or their you know relatives or whomever and uh, the radio and uh, that'll be fine. Um, this is a gross generalization, but I think anyone who's 65 to 70 and younger, now that age group will most certainly have to. Anybody who's under 40 uh, probably already has some sort of, of uh, device uh, that can electronically uh, gather information for them already, whether it's a computer or a smartphone or whatever it is. But... Um, I don't really think it's going to make a big impact on older Americans. Um, uh, in the next 20 to 30 years, um, I foresee everybody having some sort of electronic uh, mobile device. I don't know if we're going to be able to get around without it. Uh, no, no, absolutely not. I mean, I, I look at my HP Windows 7 laptop and uh, it has actually replaced the, uh, the desktop computer that I used for the past couple of years, and I take that thing every, everywhere with me. And um, my wife actually has an HP netbook. I don't think really even existed until, what, a, a year ago. And it's like it, it, it does everything that a tablet does, except for it does it with a keyboard. And you look at the technology right now, it's like we're, we're looking at replacing our phones that we have now and just getting like an Apple uh, iPhone or uh, an Android, and doing a lot of this, our our reading newspapers and emails um, through that. It's just getting to the point where as it's like, as each month progresses, every time I, I go to the uh, the mailbox, I, I just say to myself, this is just so obsolete. I, I don't, I really don't need to do this. I really don't need my bills to come in the mail. I don't need my bills to come in at all. But we do everything online anyway. I don't even know why we get the, the paper bills anymore. The idea of going to an all-paperless society, pure digital, everything is done via the computer. There's no, there's no junk mail. The only thing that you have your mailbox for at the, uh, at the end of your driveway is for packages. That's got to be making the environmentalists really happy 
but that's gonna that's gonna devastate the logging industry. Um, no, because I think well, yeah, to a point. Um, that that that's a very valid point because uh, there's gonna be less regular mail, but I still think that there's gonna be a lot of uh, other print publications to be put out, like uh, newsletters. Um, you know, things like uh, information. Uh, my, 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 my church mails us stuff once in a while. And magazines. There's always going to be a market for magazines because people are still going to want, like, like the. Unfortunately, they don't make it. They don't, print, you know, print it anymore. But the Sears catalog, um, things like that still need to be tangible. Like the uh, the Toys R Us Christmas catalog that they send out. It's like they're still going to send out things like that. Hobby magazines and uh, uh, special interest magazines. That'll still be there, but I would say at least half of the paper is going to be cut percent by just getting rid of uh, newspapers. And um, Yeah, I, I, I know for a fact with all the, the work that I've done in media, I know for a fact with all the work that I've done on creating web pages and knowing what software is out there, I know that a company like Adobe could take their catalogs that they have, and we must get 12 a year, um, three or four for each season, and not that's not even including Christmas. And uh, they could take the catalog and the, and the file that it is and create a lot of clickable links and just take that catalog and just put it on the Internet as a uh, a dynamic, interactive web presence. I don't even want to say web page or website, but it could be a web presence. Um, um, the L.L. Bean hunting catalog. You could just go to the L.L. Bean homepage on your tablet and type up hunting, and the hunting catalog would come up, and exactly the way it is on the printed page would be exactly the way it would be on your laptop or on your desktop, your tablet, um, and most likely even your your smartphone and you could just flip through it the way you would just a, a just a catalog, a paper catalog. Yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. And I've already that they've already done that to some degree. With uh, I've seen you know um, uh, if you go online and uh, it's a very simple version of what you're saying. But um, Best Buy, you can click on your local ad, and uh, it'll, it'll go through like it's a. It looks just like the, the printed. Uh, ad that you get in the mail or pick up in the store, uh, but you can click on the things and either get more information or just buy it. Um, but that's a very simplified version of what you're talking about. Uh, however, and not to be gross, but maybe a little funny, uh, what are you going to read on the can? Bring your tablet. You know, but yeah, it's like, but there's there's something so much more uh, safe about reading uh, paper. Um, as opposed to dropping your iPad in the sink or the toilet or something. And it's like, and I remember as a kid, and my kids do it now, like when, the, like I said, the, the the Christmas catalog comes out, or during Halloween you get like this, um, this Halloween uh, costume magazine that has all these different costumes, and it's like, we love sitting there together and looking at it. And yeah, you can do it online and see far more um items and zoom in and get more detail and everything, but something's going to be missing. And uh, for as much as I want to see newspapers go out of print and uh, mail be reduced and things go more electronic for the sake of uh, expediency and ease, 
uh, it's kind of a bittersweet uh, time, you know, because we are losing a, a bit of our um, our uh, journalistic journalistic history when these things go away. But on the other hand, somebody just as creative or even more so is going to look at this this opportunity and say this is the way where we can really get creative with our catalogs and we can we can animate our catalogs as it were rather than just see a, a static picture of let's say and I'm just going to say hunting jacket because I just looked through the hunting catalog for L.O. Bean again you could actually use your finger and and move it around so you would see how it looks front and back side to side and even upload a uh, an avatar of yourself and see how you would look with a jacket they got to do something like yeah. that. I would imagine that's very easy. Or, and I've seen it now where they embed video, and you can see the product, uh, you know, like an instructional video on how to use the product before you even buy it. Um, or, and I know, I think it's Nintendo is coming out with a, a uh, 3D uh, version of its uh, DS system, this mobile gaming system. And I don't know, one of the other, I think maybe it's Sony, is coming out with a, uh, a 3D television where you don't need glasses. And it's, if they can do that, why couldn't they, they do that with your um, handheld unit or your uh, computer screen? And you, you know, click on it and it projects out a 3D image of this product so you can look at it top to bottom all the way around with, without having to, uh, you know, go there. And it's actually right there in front of you, very much like the... Um, uh, those hollow projectors from uh, um, Star Wars or whatever they have, you know, when they communicate w- with each other, something like that, but in full color and full detail. I, I, if, if, if they can make 3D come out of your TV without glasses, then for, certainly they can make it come out of your computer screen or out of your handheld device. How soon is somebody like Hugh Hefter going to come up with a 3D hologram for their magazines, for their publications? Um... Ten years or less, probably, I would imagine. Probably. Um, I think that we're, we're on the cusp of something terrific. The Internet has always promised us something wonderful right around the corner. And so far, it has been really terrific, especially with uh, forums like the Electric Speakeasy where you can interact with other members. But I just get the sense that it's like as we're quickly approaching a period when we're going to go paperless – and publications like the New York Times are going to go all digital. I seem to think that that's an incentive for people to get really creative with their content. And it's, I mean, they have to. They have to do something that's really going to wow us and say, I want to pay to subscribe to this. Yeah, you're right. Um, and it is very exciting. And uh, not only for, like you said, for subscription services, but things like the Speakeasy where right now we're, we're talking on Skype. I'm traveling at uh, uh, an undisclosed speed going down the uh, New Jersey Turnpike heading towards Virginia and uh, I'm talking to you on Skype Yeah, and it's a free call and it sounds good we've, we've had a few hiccups with the signal but it sounds great now and it's like um, it, why can't they and I'm sure it'll happen have a embeddable program where we can put it in the forum or on the main page we can click on it bring up our contact list and Skype each other right through the Fedora Chronicles. I mean, you, and you can type and talk to each other at the same time in some topic on the forum. That would be great. I mean, I can't see how that's not 
possible within the next five years, if not sooner. You and I are recording a podcast for next week. I am checking out the Electric Speakeasy forum right now, and simultaneously I'm getting text messages from one of our readers about something that I wrote about for the main page, which we're going to be publishing next week. And it was just like, dude, I think the 21st century has finally arrived. You know, I don't care for a flying car. It may be kind of nice, but for 21st century, I want my jetpack. And I also want the technology that will allow me to keep my fedora on my head while using my jetpack. Yeah, that would be nice. That would be nice. So I'd actually like to ask our, our hatters, um, whether it's John Penman or Steve Delk at Adventureville, you guys got to get on that. Come on now, it's 21st century. And people are still wearing fedoras, so get on it. I mean, I want an Inspector Gadget fedora. That's just me. Okay. We'll see what we can do. All right, well, with that, I'm going to let you go. And uh, thank you once again for helping me uh, make the Fedora Chronicles radio show what it is. And uh, really, enjoy your trip. I will, and I'm sure we'll uh, talk more and get some more audio out there and put it together for some other future show. That'll be awesome. All right. Talk to you later, pal. Oh, I'm recording now. This will probably go on the uh, the end of our uh, now? our blooper Are you reel. Recording now. I'm recording now. 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 How about now? Now. Now. <laughs> Can you hear me now? Now. This is, this is still going on our on our bumpers. Uh, Can you hear me now? Breaking news. Can you hear me now? I can hear you. Okay, I can hear you more. Um, right off the bat, here, can everybody. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, I can hear you. Uh, right, go ahead. All right, ready? And three, two, one, go. Right here on the Fedora Chronicles radio can show. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay, for real this time. For, for real. This time. No, no, this is all and for real. Off the reel? No, this is for real. I thought you said you didn't use tape for the radio show. It's digital. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. It's all... <laughs> Okay, starting. Isn't there something about a spaghetti incident? <laughs> or a bumpy oh, pickle. That's Jason, not me. Sorry. Or a bumpy pickle, right? Mm. <laughs> oh, I just wonder. It's like if this is if any of if are we going to be able to record any material tonight? That's what I'm worried about. I don't know. I got five and a half hours at least. Uh, I'm on the Garden or the uh, New Jersey Turnpike, heading south. I'm going to Virginia. Uh, just me, by my lonesome, and uh, I'm going to go visit my uncle and uh, do a, uh, uh, be a part of an, an event with him down there, and um, the kids and my wife are back home, and so I figured I'll just call you, and we can talk for five and a half hours. That'll be a good radio show. Yeah, a five and a half but long if podcast. If anything actually gets said, I don't yep. know if anything's actually going to get said, but we're going to give it a try. <laughs>